Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Quackers. So today, we're going to be reviewing Star Wars Attack of the Clones. This is my fifth Star Wars review on this, on this podcast, so I would like to start with parts of the movies that I have covered a lot. The music is stellar once again, composed by John Williams. My favorite track is the Tuscan Raider Camp and the Homestead. I love how the song changes in tone and emotion throughout the whole scene. So the scene initially starts out with Anakin, and he's kind of scouting out the Tuscan Raider camp because he's looking for his mother, who had been uh, ambushed and taken by Tuscan Raiders. So he, uh, you see him like running around Tatooine, trying to get as much information to try and track down this tribe of Tuscans. And it kind of has that like the the music sounds stealthy. What I mean by that is like uh, the, the way that they do it's very quiet, and it sounds like. Uh, quiet footsteps as he's going around and moving around trying to um, not be seen by any of the Tuscans or the Sand People, whatever you want to call them. And I just think it sounds really cool. To me, it, it's either a... Uh, sounds like a xylophone or the, what they're doing is that... Um, I, I don't remember exactly what they're called, but they're these, they're these wooden sticks. And I know it's used in a lot of like African um, songs, so it's just sound, it just sounds like a tap. And that's what they do for the initial part. But then it gets into this really emotional part where it kind of plays similar tones to when he was a kid with his mom when he finds Shmi Skywalker tied up in the hut, basically brutalized and on the verge of death. And he finds her, and then they haven't seen each other in 10 years because he's been training for the Jedi since since he was 10 up until he was 20. And she was no, she's now no longer a slave. She got married. Um, and unfortunately, she died horribly um, but they get to have this really nice um, I would say very emotional scene where she basically is like I can now die happy that I got to see you as a grown man and see who you've become and then she dies and you get to see Anakin reacting and trying his trying to save her and him knowing he's not strong enough or he doesn't know how or there isn't a way for him to use the force to save her. And then it gets into, I think the music, I love the shift in tone because it goes right to like angry hate. You, you can feel the hatred even just through the music. Like even if you didn't hear, like if you didn't, if you were watching the scene when you were listening to the song, you'd know that there was a shift and that would be like the end of whatever the previous part of the song was going for. Uh, but I actually think um, Hayden Christensen, this is Hayden Christensen's best scene in the whole film. And I think part of it, most of it has to do with, there's no, not a whole lot of dialogue. So that kind of funny, cringy dialogue isn't in it. So I actually like Hayden Christensen. Um, I think he gets a lot of hate because of specifically of this movie. Um, but I've actually seen him in other films. I liked him in Jumper. And I've seen him in a few other films. And I actually think he's a pretty decent actor. And I don't think he's as bad as some people say, uh, think he is. And that, I think, mainly has to do with them only seeing him in the two Star Wars prequels. But I actually think he portrays Anakin's anger, rage, and deep sadness after the death, uh, death of his mother. And him then taking it out on the, the raiders that took her. Um, and yeah, I think it's a great scene. I love it. However, ever since I was a child, this song, end scene, 
has the biggest fucking cock tease in all of Star Wars, okay? I, I've always wanted to see Anakin taking out the Raiders, alright? I want to see him kill the Tusken Raiders. I understand that you... It, so he does kill a couple. You see him kill a couple when he walks out of the hut. And then it cuts away when he cuts another t uh, Saiyan person in half. And it cuts away to, uh, to Yoda uh, hearing Qui-Gon Jinn saying like, no, and then like, Mace Windu walks in, he was like, the fuck's going on, Yoda? And he's like, fucking Anakin is, in, is, not, is not in a good mood. Um, <laughs> to, to sum it up, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I, I always wanted to see it. Just let me fucking see it, okay? I don't give a fuck about the subtlety. I want to see Anakin murder those motherfuckers, okay? I think if they included that scene, it would have helped the progression of the dark side more, because you would have got to see the brutalization and the sheer terror and fear he's probably put into other camps of Tusken Raiders. Because in, in the later scene, he then uh, it's it's pretty cringy, not gonna lie. And it's pretty much all because of the dialogue. Um, Anakin then explains to Padme that he killed not just the men, but the women and the children, too. Like, he wiped out a whole sect of Tusken Raiders. I want to see it, okay? I want to see him kill these motherfuckers. I know that sounds bad out of context, but I don't care. I want to see it. I wish I got to see it. But it doesn't It doesn't take away from the scene. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I would have loved to see him fucking kill these motherfuckers. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, the scene is my favorite, obviously. I will say, though, there's a previous track uh, called Return to Tatooine. And... It's basically where Anakin's initially, like, going around Tatooine looking for his mom. And I, the reason why I like that part is because it kind of puts a little bit of, the, like, the Vader theme uh, and the Imperial March. It sneaks a couple of those, like, l subtly puts those songs in it. Um, and I just think it's kind of cool. It, it's, it shows for the music. Anakin's slow turn to the dark side. And I think it's really good. And I think it's really cool. And it's my favorite part of this whole movie. Uh, the special effects still look really good. The only thing that sticks out to me is Yoda. Entirely CGI Yoda really dates the movie. You can tell this movie came out a couple decades ago. Okay? And I think the way that they should have done it is the way that they do Grogu, Baby Yoda, the child, whatever you want to call, call him, from The Mandalorian, where they have scenes with CGI and scenes with the puppet. I think it makes the blend of the two look much better because they mainly use the puppet because Yoda, majority of this film, is sitting down and talking. You don't need CGI to make him look real, okay? In The Phantom Menace, it looked fine, okay? And then they changed it later to regular CGI Yoda. If they just kept a puppet and then used CGI, during the duel of Duke between him and Dooku, or some of the scenes with um, when he's on the clone gunships, that's fine. Okay, I get that. There's a lot of movement. You can't really do that with a puppet when everything else is CGI. So I get some scenes, it makes sense. But I think if you put the puppet in as well, it would look better. And especially since CGI Yoda doesn't look anything like puppet Yoda. His head's much bigger, the shape of his body's different. It, he just he's a lot bigger, oddly, 
especially like specifically his head. And it just kind of throws me off when I switch between these films and then the original trilogy. Or even if I ever see like an older cut of The Phantom Menace, it's a huge change between the two. Um, yeah, the, the, I normally don't talk about sound or sound effects, mainly because I don't really know that much about sound design and stuff like that in movies. I mean, I like to I like to listen to it. I think I like I very much appreciate it. I think really cool badass sounds that really fit, um, like action scenes, look really badass. Um, it really enhances the viewer's experience. But I don't really know much of the technical side, which is why I don't usually bring it up. But this movie sounds really fucking badass. Okay, the seismic the seismic charge, Slave One, and Django's blasters. Holy shit! I remember when I saw this in theaters when I was a kid, and the si the seismic charge when the fucking bam, like they used it in Mandalorian when he, when the slave one drops the bomb. I remember when I remember when I saw that and Obi Wan's like uh, doing the little uh, dog fight with Django, and I thought that was the coolest fucking shit. And I like how Slave One's blasters sound different. I just I love that whole fucking scene between Obi Wan and Django, and obviously Young Boba. But uh, it's great. I love that. I love that whole thing. And I love J the sound of Django's blasters. I just like how distinct and the way they use sound design to make Django different from, say, like the clones who are based on himself or, you know, other other blasters like the droids. I just I just like how distinct and unique they made him, even with the sounds. So I just think I just wanted to talk about that because I have a great appreciation for it. Uh, the major problem with this movie is the terrible and cringy dialogue. Holy shit. This movie, I think of all the prequels, is the cringiest. And it's all to do with the Anakin and Padme scenes. They are terrible and uncomfortable to watch. And it's not, any, it's not anything against Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, okay? If you really just read the dialogue, like, I don't like sand, it's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. That's just terrible dialogue. I don't know a whole lot of people that can make it sound good. There's people that can make it sound, I guess they could say it's pulled off, but it's only because of how much you love the actor, not because the dialogue sounds good if they say it. Like, I would still like it, say, if, like, James Earl Jones said it, Mark Hamill said it, or, like, Christopher Lee, or someone, or, like, even, like, Robin Williams. They have that charismatic like energy, like Gary Oldman, someone like that. They have that energy that can just churn out shitty dialogue and make it sound, it still sounds okay. Even though it sounds terrible, but they have that camp about them that makes it work. And unfortunately, Hannah Christensen nor Natalie Portman really have that camp about them, okay? They're a little more serious actors. I'd say more Natalie than Hayden. But the much more serious actors I have a harder time doing the camp, I will say. So it just comes across as horrible. It's, I can't, I, it, the two scenes that pop into my head are both on the boo. It's, oh, they're all bad. Pretty much every scene where it's just Anakin and Padme is, uh, it's just, I don't know, it makes my stomach turn. Even as a kid, it's my, it was my least favorite thing in Star Wars. I remember being like six and I was like, we need to fast forward through this shit. This is terrible. <laughs> like, I don't like this at all. Um, and it, it, it's just... I think the idea of Anakin and Padme getting together makes sense on paper, okay? I'm not saying they shouldn't have. Um, that's not what I'm trying to get at. But 
it's the way they go about it, which kind of rips me out of my suspension of disbelief when watching this movie. It's, I, I, I can't imagine talking to someone like that in real life. Like, when they talk about the kiss that they had because he was talking about sand, he like rubs her arm and then they kiss. It's, it's just, it's the romance side of this story. I just can't watch it. I, it hurts me. It hurts my body. Every time I watch it, I always crack up laughing. It takes me right out of the movie. And I think that's, I mean, there's a lot of memes about it. I think that's overall how the majority of people feel when they watch this movie. It really rips it out. And it kind of hurts. It very much hurts the rest of the film because the action's cool. The idea of the Clone Wars and the droids, the, uh, yeah, the, the, basically the confeder, the confederates of Star Wars. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, the confederacy of independent systems led by Count Dooku, who is secretly Darth Sidious' apprentice, his new one, um, who was actually the former master of Qui-Gon Jinn. And I really like that little connection between him and Obi-Wan. I really like Count Dooku. He's definitely one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Um, most recently, there was a book about him, Star Wars uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. It's a script book, but it, I really liked the audiobook because I don't really want to read a script. I want to, I'd rather have someone like, you know, act it out. So I highly recommend the book. And it, it just more, it highlights why Dooku works so well in Star Wars, especially between the other characters. But this is really where they put the groundwork in. And he's just awesome. I love Count Dooku. I think he's badass. I love the curved lightsaber. I actually have a replica of his lightsaber. It's great. Um, the best, he's definitely one of the best performances. Uh, Ian McGregor and Christopher Lee. I love all of their scenes, especially the one together. They're the ones they have together are great. They have that way about them that can bring off that camp. Ian McGregor, wow, my favorite Obi-Wan, even over the original. Okay. I like it. I like New Hope Obi-Wan, but Ian McGregor is my Obi-Wan. Okay. I, I just think he, he he is what really makes Obi-Wan. I think if the prequels didn't happen, I don't think Obi-Wan would have as much of a following and love for without these films. So that's what I, one of the big things I give the prequels is it really made me like Obi-Wan. Even before the Clone Wars TV show, before all that stuff, I really, really liked Obi-Wan. And it's really from this film and Revenge of the Sith. But I... Yeah, Count Dooku is very much a great villain and a viable threat to Anakin and Obi-Wan. I mean, they have the whole duel, and he beats both their asses with relative ease. And I really like the dueling in this one. It's not my favorite fight scene of the Star Wars uh, prequel trilogy or even in the whole saga. Um, I, I still think it's my least climactic uh, lightsaber duel of the three prequel films. Like, I, 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 it's probably, yeah. It definitely is. And I think that has to do with how quickly the duel goes because Count Dooku fights three people. Now, it also makes him look really cool. It does make him look really cool because that he, stand, he can beat and stand up to the best of the Jedi Order. And that really is what makes them such a huge threat to the Republic. Uh, he easily defeats uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, he chops off Anakin's uh, well, like I think it's like elbow to, no, yeah, it's like, 
forearm to hand. He just fucking lops that shit off, eats his ass away, and that was even after he lit him up with Force Lightning and dismantled uh, Obi-Wan's defense, because he is a master of Sarisu. But yeah, I think it's really cool. It's one of my favorite scenes. However, and this is why it's my least favorite, the part where he faces Yoda is really boring to me. And you're, you might be wondering why. And it might be your favorite part of the duel. But I'll tell you why. Half the, pretty much the whole duel is just like, it's, you get a close-up on Yoda's face, and then you get a close-up on Dooku's face, and then you see a relatively poorly rendered Yoda now uh, jump around a whole bunch of places, and it's just them kind of swinging a lightsaber, blocking each other's shots. But due to the weird way that they have Yoda fight, which isn't that weird, I understand that he's small, he would need to use a lot of acrobatics to really pose a threat to a large opponent, but I just think it just looks awkward. Um, it's, it's, it's why it's my least favorite of the prequel, uh, prequel trilogy. So, yeah, I only really like that part. I like the initial part of the duel, I should say. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, wasn't that, that was the worst part for me. Now, I will say, I really, really like the clones. I think, I loved them as a kid. I think their design's really cool. Um, I think they're a lot cooler than the Stormtroopers. Uh, the droids are okay. I never really cared for the droids when I was a kid. I kind of just like watching them blowing the fuck up. But the, the, the problem also with the, with the duel is that it kind of shadows in comparison to when a Mace Windu in a huge group of Jedi go and face and uh, save Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan from the Geonosians and the other droids and obviously Count Dooku and the Confederacy of Independent Systems. But the whole clone showing up and they, they like the droids the fuck up and there's like the huge battle and it has all this badass like vehicles and guns and all the colors and the flash and the battle on Geonosis looks really cool and then you kind of get this clunky fight scene between Yoda and Dooku. And it's not anything on Christopher Lee. I love Christopher Lee. Um, and I, I really liked the initial part of the duel, especially between Anakin and Dooku. Because there's a small part where Anakin actually uh, dual wields with a green and blue lightsaber. And I thought it was really cool, even though it is kind of short-lived. And I thought it was really cool when uh, Anakin like cuts the lights off and you just kind of see like their lightsabers as used as light to show them. I think that was really cool. But then they kind of just with the Yoda thing, like I previously said. So it's a positive and a negative to get that really cool clone scene with the other Jedi. I think it was really cool to see the Jedi as generals, and you really got to see what the height of the Jedi Order was uh, was before the times of Luke, because Luke basically was the revival of the Jedi Order, and he was trained by Yoda and a late Obi Wan, but. This is really where you get to see, like, biggest badass Jedi in, at the time, and before. Luke, obviously later, uh, well, in the Legends, he gets, he gets really badass. But you never really get to see badass Luke in the original trilogy. Here, you get to see fucking lightsaber users be badass as shit. I love the duels in this, and I love the action. It's what really makes the prequel so rewatchable and fun to watch. Um, but the, shit, the shoddy dialogue... And some of the acting can be a little rough, not going to lie. Um, and I will say, I under, so I hate Jar Jar Binks. Um, I'm not going to lie about it. I can't stand the character. 
but I kind of like the way he's using this movie. And a lot of people are like, why did you bring him back for the sequel? What I like the scene where Palpatine and his like advisor manipulate Jar Jar into giving Palpatine emergency power to allow the use of the clone troopers to be used for the Republic. I thought that was really cool. Um, they actually use him for you know a useful part of the story. He's not just there to be obnoxious and uh, humor for children. I actually like that part. Um, but yeah, so I enjoy this movie. I liked it more as a kid than I do as an adult because as a kid you don't really think about the dialogue and the way characters act, really. Um, but the action still holds up. Ewan McGregor's awesome. Christopher Lee's awesome. And that scene with Anakin finding his mother is still really good and my favorite part of the movie. So yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag. It's, it's definitely... It's my least favorite of the original six George Lucas films. I will say that. Even though I haven't reviewed Revenge of the Sith, but I like it more than this one. Um, but yeah. Although, I would say it's on the same par as Phantom Menace, which is why I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. It's a, an above-average film on the sound design, the music, the action, the special effects. Still really cool. Uh, the choreography for the lightsaber duels is still really good. Really fun to watch. Um, I love the character designs. I like the uh, growth for uh, the growth for the characters. I like how it sets up uh, the way that they do uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. That they it shows that they need to they need to grow stronger in order to defeat the threat because they get they get they lose at the end of this film. They really do. Um, even though Obi Wan says it's a victory, but it really isn't. Um, I like that in the in the next film it shows the progression from these characters when we last saw them. So I, I like I it got me excited for the next movie when I was a kid. I was super excited for Revenge of the Sith. So yeah, I, I still think it's good. It's it's bad but good. It's yeah, that's that's the best way to describe it. Like it's a <laughs> it's rough, but it's still enjoyable and fun to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I know this episode went a little bit longer than usual, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate anyone who's giving me a listen. Uh, if you want to reach to me, reach out to me on social media. I have an Instagram account, uh, Doctor Quackers Movie Reviews. It's on there. And if you want to give me a follow, I post fairly often about other topics I don't always address on the podcast, like uh, stand-up comedy and stuff like that. Like my favorite characters I haven't covered, um, some of my opinions on other forms of media. So yeah, um, if you want to go there and take a look, go right ahead and have a good day.